the Red Caps Podcast, a podcast where we dip our caps into the blood of our listeners and we ramble on about old school games. In this episode, we are going to talk about a few roles that I think should be hidden in D&D and how you can avoid fudging them. As you know, no mortal can outrun a red cap. So sit back, listen, and I hope you enjoy. Back in episode 17 of this podcast, I talked about how I think fudging roles as a DM is cheating and that a lot of people do it for not necessarily nefarious reasons. Sometimes they do it because they want to protect their players. Anyway, I got a lot of different feedback on that back at the time and recently it popped up in my email again when Jim Kelly reached out to me with this question. He said, I love rolling in the open and I agree with you that it's unfair for a GM to roll combat behind a screen. But Old School Essential has rules that talk about rolling private for PCs who attempt to hide in shadows or other attempts where the GM knows the results but the player does not. Would you be able to possibly cover how this works in your game? So I want to thank Jim for the awesome question and as well acknowledge he sent an incredibly complimentary and very nice email (laughs) along with it. Um, It was one of those emails where if you're a podcaster and you know you get some, some nice feedback and you know somebody's appreciating what you're doing, it makes your day. I had a big smile on my face. I probably blushed a little bit, completely made my day. Jim was awesome. A um, little bit about Jim. He publishes a couple of zines. One of them is called Bexham's Bazaar, which is a regular periodical about wargaming, uh, RPGs, and crafting. Um, I've read an issue or two of it, and it is fantastic. Uh, he also has a Kickstarter going on right now for a zine called Delver. It's its first issue. And it's a collection of random tables and useful charts for DMs. Um, Links for all that will be down in the show notes. I've backed a Kickstarter and I'm looking forward to seeing how that turns out. Anyway, on to the answer to his question. Before I answer it, actually, um, why do you want to keep roles secret? So the reason why these roles are kept secret is because the player shouldn't know whether or not they have passed that check, right? You don't want them to change their actions. As well, it makes a whole lot of tension and it makes the game really fun. Like if you were, if you remember back when you were a kid and you're playing hide and go seek, let's say you found this really cool spot and you're hiding in there. You can see out, but you're hoping nobody sees you and you're holding your breath. And the person who's searching for you is walking around and you can see them and they're getting closer to you, but you don't think they've seen you yet. And you're holding your breath, trying not to move that tension, that, that, you know, tightness in your chest as you're waiting to see what's going to happen, whether you have to bolt and run you know, that's the tension you want for your players to feel. Hopefully their player characters feel it too in the role play, but you really want the players at the table to feel that tension. So here's a few suggestions. I mean, the very first one is obvious, right? You can just follow what the rule book says. Roll the dice, keep them hidden. You know, your players are probably not going to check you on it. But back to our original thing about how sometimes as a GM, you might feel like you want to fudge it to help the story go along. You know, maybe they... Maybe they really failed that hidden check, but you think it's cool that they decided to hide so you make it so it works for them. If you don't want to be a GM that fudges dice rolls, here's a couple of options on how you can get around that, keeping the tension and not fudging dice rolls at all. I'll give you two options. One of them that I use myself and one that I think, oh, I use it a different way, but not for this, that I think would work well for it. So option one, the one that I use the most myself is do the roll in the open but don't do it when the player calls for the action. Instead, do it when the action matters, whenever the result matters. So to put that in perspective, um, the reason why I like this one, by the way, is because it keeps attention and there's an element of surprise for both the player and myself, uh, which I love because the DM is also a player. So anyway, here's how it could work out in play. So 
Uh, the GM might say, you hear heavy footprints coming down the hall and voices that sound very much like the guards you spotted earlier. The player could be like, I'd like to hide in that small alcove over there. I'll use my training as thief to hide in shadows. I'm a level two, so that should be about a 25% chance. GM says, well, you squeeze yourself tight against the wall and you slow your breath as you've been trained to do. You make yourself motionless and you hear the footsteps of the guards growing closer, their voices getting louder, and you can now clearly hear their conversation. They're looking for somebody. Player says, well, do they see me? GM goes, I'm not sure. They continue down the hall, and as they come into view, one of them glances over in your direction. And at that point, now that we're at a point where the player has committed, the, they're, they're either hidden or they're not, and we're going to find out from the story beat, at this point I roll the dice. I look down at where I just rolled my dice in the dice tray, and it came up as a 14. And GM would say, he looks over in your direction, and then turns his head back and continues talking to his companions as they walk down the hall, searching for whoever it is they're looking for. And at that point, you know, the, the players and the DM both know the results of the dice, but it no longer matters that it was hidden or not because they were committed to their action. They weren't able to change it based on the results of the die. What you don't want is, had you rolled that in the open at the beginning, they say, hey, I want to hide. You roll that, and let's say it came up as an 84 instead of a 14. The player knows they're not hidden, Maybe as soon as the guard, as soon as he say that the guards are coming closer, he goes, why jump out then and try to surprise them? You know, it, it may cause a player to change his action. So that's why you keep it hidden. But in this case, you let it go all the way down and uh, it goes that way. Option number two is what I use often for things like wandering monster checks, torch and lantern burnouts, or other roles that happen on a procedural regular basis. I have as a DM a weakness where I forget to do regular procedural rules quite often. So I keep a sheet of graph paper that I use for time tracking. Um, so I'll have six squares indicating an hour, 10 minute blocks, basically a turn per block. And I'll have about like 12, maybe 24 hours worth of these six square uh, segments set up. Um, and I'll often, before the game even starts, I'll pre-roll on that for how often wandering monsters are going to happen, how often torches may burn out, you know, this is, this is probably more relevant during a dungeon crawl or something. But So I'll have all these pre-set out on whether or not there's going to be certain events. And that way, as I'm ticking off the timesheet, when I get to one that's been pre-marked, um, I know there's an event happening there. And what I'll do, I, I don't pre-roll the monsters. I roll that live in front of the players. But the event of a wandering monster check has already been determined and it's on the sheet. And later on, if somebody wants to, they can see the sheet. And it's just a time tracking sheet. and all that is on there. So how could this apply to this scenario? If I know I've got a thief, what I could do is go and pre-roll a whole bunch of D100s. I could pre-roll a whole bunch of other dice too on there for other such checks and have them listed off on the side. And then if we went back through that same scenario before, you could narrate it along something like this. Player asks to hide in the alcove. Uh, you could tell them that hey, this is going to be the 13th check you've done. So this is number 13 on my pre-roll. And they would go, hey, do they see me? And I would look down at the sheet and I would see that the 13th roll is, is, comes up as number uh, 56. So that's a fail. And I'd be like, they glance over in your direction. You notice he pauses for a moment as if he sees something odd in the alcove. You do your best not to move. 
but you see his pupils widen, and a look of shock begins to appear on, on his face. What do you do? Player might be like, well, I want to throw my dagger at him. And as a DM at this point, I'm going to be like, okay, give me a dex check. If you pass it, you'll have a surprise round. And you can throw that, that, that dagger at him. Otherwise, the guard's going to, if you fail the dex check, an alert's going to go up and we're going to roll initiative as per normal. And I think it's important to focus on what the hidden role is really for. In this case, like I said, it's the, you're hiding in shadows. You want to keep that tension up so that the player doesn't change their action based off of what they're doing. They said they're going to hide, uh, but it makes sense that they're going to be watching and seeing if, there's, if, they, if, if they've been spotted. And if they get spotted, they may react at that point. Um, I just don't want them to change their action based off the dice rule. I want them to you know, accept that, hey, I got spotted. Now, how do I respond to that being spotted? And um, so that's why I would give them a chance of, hey, what do you do once you realize that? Give them a check. If they pass a check, then maybe they get a surprise round or something. Um, and I, I would really focus on that. I don't want to punish the player simply because the check went badly. Uh, they're already being punished for that via this, the narrative, but I would give them that, that opportunity. All that said, like I said, players are not going to really audit you on any of this. But this is more for your own ability to avoid fudging rules. Uh, if that's something you feel that you might uh, fall victim to and um, trying to you know, protect a player or something. So these are the two options. I prefer, like I said, the first one where you roll the dice when the results matter instead of when it's called for. Uh, but the pre-rolling works for me on other things, so it would probably work on this as well. Jim, I hope, and hope that that... Uh, answers your question and i thank you very much for reaching out to me um, and i really enjoyed the email and stay in touch so folks that wraps up this episode of the red caps podcast i hope you enjoyed you learned something and you're eager to come back for more please subscribe in your podcasting app of choice and if there's an option to leave a review it would warm my cold little heart if you did i'd love to hear from you so please head over to anchor.fm slash the and you can leave me a voicemail or you can say hi on twitter and facebook at the my email box is always open, feedback at threadcaps.net. And there's also a Discord server that you can jump on there and get some games in. I'm also on the Audio Dungeon Discord, which is a Discord server that has a lot of various anchor podcasters. Um, and it's a fantastic place if you want to come hang out with us there as well. Remember, folks, never let your caps dry out. Stay safe, have fun. We'll talk again soon. Take care.